Who was at the summit last year? Okay, there was a moment at the summit, and Jason, you would have appreciated this, longtime friend, I'm really glad you're here, that sometimes I say things that people go, oh, oh, and this was one of those moments because someone I have a tremendous respect for, someone that I have a lot of admiration for, someone that I know was not living up to his potential, said to me, I have this goal, I wanna do it by this time frame." I said, great, come on stage, make it public. And at that time, and he'll tell you all the juicy details, he basically said, I wanna lose like 50 pounds. And I'm a coach, so I said, how much of what by when? He said, 50 pounds by the January elite. And in a loving way, I said, look, fat ass, if you don't lose the weight, you can't come in January. And everybody went like this. <gasps> but what you don't understand is I follow a philosophy called care-frontation. I care enough to call you out when you're not living up to your potential. That's all I was doing. I love this guy. And you know what he did? He didn't lose 50 pounds. And I think, I don't want to misquote the number, he's down 145 pounds since last year's summit. That's insane. So, let me introduce you to our first insanely great Tom X speaker. Find some place to take notes in the app or wherever you're going to do it. But let's give a giant round of applause to someone that is not interested in success, but committed to success, my friend and coach, Jason Ferris. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. So hey, let me just get right to it. First of all, I'm not going to break, da break dance into like an MC Hammer song or anything like that, I promise. Um, but listen, like a few years ago, I was uh, selling real estate just like you all do today, and I was crushing it. Honestly, I was, right? I'm not talking 20 listings, I'm not talking 30. I'm talking doing 150 listings a year, 50 sides on the buyer, building a team, 6 to 12, opening a brokerage. I was killing it. But... I was quickly working myself to be one of the richest people in Fresno's graveyard. That's me. A year ago. This is the suit that I wore a year ago. And this isn't me anymore, and nor is this suit. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so look, this week is about transformation. This week's about transforming your business. It's about transforming your lives, transforming the way you think about yourself, the way you think about others. And for the next 20 minutes or so, I'm gonna tell you how I transformed my life and what I learned through the process and how you can transform your lives. Who here flew here today? Right? Lots of us. So, like many of you, I traveled to go to different Tom Ferry events, and, and over time I noticed that uh, I'd get on, this, get on the plane and my seatbelt wouldn't quite click. 
or you know, it was tougher every year. And, and then one year I remember that there's a young lady sitting down there next to me where I knew my seat was gonna be. And I thought, oh wow. And then I thought, oh no, oh wow. Um, because I knew I'd be taking up not only my seat, but part of hers because my shoulders were so broad. And so I sat down and I quickly realized that, you know, this is the day that my seatbelt wasn't going to fit. And so I tried to kind of tuck it between my shirt so maybe the stewardess wouldn't notice. And I failed at that because she did notice. And she walked up and said, in front of the cute young lady, right? She says, uh, oh, sir, you have to buckle your seatbelt. And I got put in a position to say, well, I can't. I didn't know what that meant. Like, what do you do? She goes, oh, no problem. Let me get you an extender. Does anybody know what an extender is? <laughs> like, like, I didn't know what an extender was, and neither did any of the 10 people sitting around me, so that caught everyone's attention. And she comes back, and it, an extender is a whole other seatbelt, right? And she just hands it to me, no big deal. And so then I put on my second seatbelt. Moments like that break you down. Imagine going to, well, here we are in Anaheim, Disneyland is, I mean, is it people going to Disneyland at some point over the next few days, right? Well, you know, I've got two kids, 11 and, and 15. And, you know, last time I went to a amusement park with them, we go and, and, and they want me to go, dad, 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 you got to go on the rides with us. You got to go on the rides with us. And nothing thrills a dad more than that going on some, you know, uh, some roller coasters, except I didn't fit. Kids don't really understand that, you know, but you, you don't fit. And, and, and so you make up excuses as to why you can't join them in that activity. And then maybe there's one ride, they're like, oh, maybe I can fit because it's one of the chest restraint pieces, you know? And, and so you get in there like, okay, I'm gonna do this ride with you, son. I'm gonna do this one. And then you, you get on the ride and they're buckling everyone up down the road. And then they get to you and it doesn't fit. And the guy realizes this, so he's pushing down. He brings his buddy over, you know, and they're both pushing down. And it just doesn't fit. And so you get off the roller coaster in front of everybody, and you're in front of your son, and you leave him solo. Anybody staying at the hotel while you guys are here? Anybody order room service? Right, room service. I order room service a lot when I travel. I get in late and whatnot. And, and so... Um, I uh, would order room service, and the person on the other end would always say, now, is this for two or three people? And so embarrassed and not wanting to admit that that's the volume of food I was eating, that five minutes till when I expected the food to arrive, I'd turn on the shower, I'd close the door, and make them think that somebody was there with me. I was living like this every day. I was crushing it in real estate, but behind the scenes, this is what was really happening. You're all real estate agents here today, so I want to share this last kind of pivotal moment for me, um, kind of the moment I had my breakthrough. I go on a listing presentation. It was during when I had this big listing uh, goal that I set with Tom Ferry. And uh, I'm on this listing presentation. I walk in just like any other listing presentation, except immediately I notice the furniture. And you see, when you notice furniture when you're that heavy, because you are concerned that it might not hold you up. And so um, I, I walk in and I see the kitchen table and it's rickety and old and the chairs are just as rickety and old and I immediately panic because I think, oh gosh, like please don't put me in that position to sit at that chair because it'll collapse underneath me. 
Well, life would have it. That's exactly what she does, is invites me to sit at the kitchen table. So I sit down at this chair, and I can't put all my weight on it because I really feel like it's going to break. And so what I do instead is sit there in kind of a sumo squat position, right? You know, during the entire listing presentation. Those of you who know me know that I'm not one to be short on words, but in this listing presentation, man, I was quick. Right, because how long can you hold that sumo squat? I probably set a record that day. I did get the listing, which was great, but I walked out of there and I got in my car and I thought, what have I done? Like, this is not a life by design. This is not balance. When I have to go into a listing appointment and worry about whether or not the chair beneath me is going to collapse, what kind of life is that? I drove to the office and uh, sat down at my desk and you know, gave the admin the file so she knew I had the listing and they could do their thing. And, and like again, many of you, right, you have CRM programs. If you don't, you should. Uh, and then an email comes through from the client I had just visited with. She had, had addressed it to her sister, but accidentally included me. And in this email, she talks about how life has changed for her and it's time for her to move you know, out of the area and then she's decided to sell her house. Also in this email, was something about me. A little bit saying, oh, he's got a great marketing plan and I'm excited about that. But also, this paragraph. He's a really nice young man, but very fat and overweight. This concerns me because if he can't be disciplined enough to take care of himself, how can I trust him with the sale of my home? My office, the way it's set up, I have my assistant is just in the same room, maybe 10 feet away, and I could see her out of the corner of my eye. It gone, the email had gone through our CRM, so we both see it at the same time, the email. And she just looks over at me, and she's here in the audience today, and I'm sure she'll remember this, but there was a tear went down her face, and she just said, I'm sorry. That was it. Could have responded, you know, saying, hey, my physical appearance has nothing to do with my ability to get you the price you want and the terms you want on your home. But I didn't. It'd been a series of these events that had been building up inside of me. Not the one tragic one, but a series of just beating me down. And so I took a walk. There's a park near our office. I took a walk and uh, just had that moment and, and had that breakthrough. It was that moment that I had, you know, drawn the line in the sand, they say, right? Enough was enough for me that day. I was not going to try and fail anymore. I was going to finally lose the weight and start living the life that I wanted to live. So I made a goal, right? And it's funny, Tom just talked a little bit about goals, right? And, and they are important. And I hope you, for you today, this week, that you set some kind of exceptionally huge goal. Because we're not here to make a goal to list one house, are we? Right? We're not here to say, oh, I want to lose two pounds. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with those people who want to lose two pounds. But we're here because we want to transform our lives. We want to set huge, exceptional goals because we are exceptional people. Or we're striving to be exceptional people. So that day, I drew the line in the sand. Now, since then, you know, I've accomplished a lot, and I'm, you know, I'm, 
I'm super grateful for those people that have surrounded me and supported me along the ways. You know, and I've learned a lot. Specifically, I had learned, I would say, like I summarized it in a paper I wrote, uh, 11 things that I had learned. Now, I'm not going to sit here and share with you all the 11. If you want them, there's an email address at the end of my slides. You can get those 11 things. Uh, but today, I thought, you know, I'm going to summarize into four really crucial. Like, if I looked at those 11 and say, what are the four like, that you just absolutely have to have? This is them, okay? So and I'm hoping that this is what you take, right? You say to yourself, I'm going to hit an exceptionally huge goal, and these are the four things I have to do in order to hit them. These are the things that if I look back at the year 2016, when I had set a huge appointment goal to set, li to set listings and, uh, that I hit, those same things I had in common that year I had with losing the weight. And the first is you have to want it. And I'm sorry for that F word, man, but this is it, right? This is, this is, you have to, like deep down in your soul, you have to want it. Otherwise, you didn't pick a big enough goal, right? Because if you just say, oh, I want to lose five pounds, you know, and you really need to lose 50 or 100, like, that's BS. Like, you've got to want it. There's a, a guy that I listen to uh, almost every morning, Dr. Eric Thomas. I don't know if you've, yes, yeah, some of you know Eric Thomas. Love this guy's stuff. Every morning I play the same video uh, on YouTube when I get there in the morning. And the staff and agents here that are in my office uh, can attest to this. But he tells the story of the guru, right? And I, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, right? You can Google it and look it up yourself. But the summation of that story is this. Imagine for a second that you're in the ocean, right? We have one close to us. Some of you are here and seeing the ocean for the first time. Right? And so you imagine you're in the ocean, and you're not ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. You're literally treading water because you can't find the bottom with your feet. And then an assailant comes up, right? And he's pushing you down, holding you down. Like your head's underwater, you're fighting, you're struggling to breathe. When you want that big goal, when you want success as much as you want to breathe, you're there, baby. But that's what it's got to take. You have got to want it. And look, along those lines, you have to understand that it's going to be a lot of work. Hard work. Anybody who says that, oh, I can, I can uh, hack it and, you know, and find the easy way, it's not a big enough goal. That's BS. The only way to achieve that big, exceptional goal is to do big, exceptional things. Do you hear me? Are you still one from Tom? Are you with me on this? Right? The only way to hit a big exceptional goal is to do big exceptional things. There's no cheating the system. All right? That's the first thing. And you'll come back to this often. That's why I led with it, right? It's, it's hard work. It's the blood, the sweat, the tears, the warrior way. Like, that's what this is when you have that big exceptional goal. And then... Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. And then, it's a massive accountability. When Tom pulled me up on the stage last year, it was to talk about 
how I had made this big appointment goal and I had taken all these listings. And uh, what he didn't know, what he was doing at the moment, was he was also creating accountability with me, with all of you. I don't want to let any of you down. When Tom pulled me up on that stage and we talked about the listing goal and then I started walking off of it and he says, hey, you need to lose some more weight. I mean, I'll never forget you, the audience, and how, like, the tone that came out of you. Like, Tom went from hero, like, WWE hero, right, to healed in one sentence. No one understood. I did, because he's the head coach. He knew I would respond to massive accountability. Now, look, not everyone's going to be able to get up on the stage and, and have that moment. It'd be awesome if we could. So how are you going to apply this in your lives? Well, you're gonna find two or three people that you love, that you respect, and that you would never want to let down, ever. Maybe it's your children, right? Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a parent, but someone that you would never want to let down. And then you're gonna tell them about what you want and why you want it. And then you're gonna ask them to hold you accountable. You're not going to ask them, by the way, to do the hard work for you, to call you every day to see how you're doing. They may do that. you got to do the hard work, right? You have to do the hard work. You have to be willing to let them know how you're doing. It's super important. You have to let the world know that you're doing it. When I set the listing goal, I put it all over Facebook. I let, and I didn't just put it on there once. I kept people up to date every month. Let them comment, let them cheer or jeer, right? Let that happen. It was in my office. When I did the weight loss, the same thing, right? Except, of course, Tom took it to a whole new level by, you know, putting it out there in front of, I don't know, 10,000, 11, 20,000, like online, 50, whatever it was. But I didn't stop there. I made sure I let people know along the way what my progress was like. You have to do the same thing. Now, look, the flip side, and this is the next lesson. Right, the flip side to having massive accountability and letting the world know what you want and why you want it is that you're going to be inviting critics. You wouldn't think there would be critics, right? Haters. But let me tell you what, there's a lot of them. These are the people that will ridicule you, to tell you your idea is dumb, that it's unrealistic, that you'll never do it. And they're persistent. You'll need to be more persistent. You'll need to come back to what you want, why you want, right? Use the accountability system you put around yourself because they are persistent. These people are also going to want to steal your urgency. Let me explain a little bit what that means, stealing urgency. So stealing urgency, when you set a big goal, it's got to be a SMART goal. If you don't know what that is, I'm sure someone over the week will tell you. If not, look it up on Tom Ferry's system, right? The last of the SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, T is time relevant, right? You're going to set a time. I'm going to do this by then, right? If you just say you're going to do it, that's great. But like, if you're really going to do it, you got to set a time that you're going to do it in, right? So they're going to steal your urgency by saying to you, oh, hey, just take the weekend off. Let's go grab a beer. Hey, let's go to the A's game instead of, you know, you doing your open house. They're going to give you every reason why you shouldn't be doing the things that you should do in order to get you to where you need to be. These are the haters. These are the critics. Be more persistent than them. 
The last is understanding that you need to see the trend. Because there's going to be bumps in the road. Life isn't a bunch of rainbows and unicorns. Sorry. It's not. Sometimes when you go to lose a massive amount of weight, there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to get on the scale and you're going to lose five pounds. You're like, woohoo! And then three days later, you're going to put on two or five or seven, right? As long as you're doing the things that are necessary, that are in line with your end goal, you'll get there. A lot of people saw, now I weighed myself, by the way, every day. I still do today, right? Unless I'm traveling, I weigh myself every day. A lot of people will say, oh, that's not a good way to go. Bullshit. I think it is a good way to go, and I'm proof of it, all right? But you have to understand that when you look closer, I didn't just start off at 365 and then start losing weight. Like, and not and look closer and you'll see I had ups and downs. But I was clear about my want. I was clear about my why. I had the accountability system, right? So it didn't matter to me that I went up from time to time. And same thing for your real estate business. Look, sometimes you sit down and you make 10 calls and nothing comes from it. Other times you make two calls and you set two appointments, right? Sometimes you do an open house and nobody comes. Or they all come, but you set no appointments. The next time you do the open house, same thing. If you have a bunch of failure, you can't stop then. You have to remember what the goal is and follow that trend line. Now, I was going to stop there, except that Coach K, are you in the audience, Coach? I don't know if she's here, she could even hear me right now, but uh, Coach K calls me about a week or so, uh, ago or so and just said, hey, I heard you're speaking at Tom X, super excited about that. Uh, tell me what thing you would do differently. Looking back at the last two years of these big, massive goals that you set. I said, fine, you know, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I know the one thing I would do differently. I would track and measure more specifically. I can tell you that I went to the gym every day. I can tell you that, it's in my calendar. The where I went, what time I went was in my calendar. What my calendar didn't say was what I did at the gym. It didn't say I did HIIT training one day, I did heavy weights the next, or that I ran two miles the third day. It didn't say that I drank a gallon of water, you know, that one day and, and, and a cup of water the next. It didn't have those specifics. When I listed all those properties and I looked back as I got closer to the goal date that I had set, and I'm like, oh man, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I looked back and said, well, gosh, that week that I had 10 listing appointments this week and 10 listing appointments the next week, like, what did I do? What actions did I do? So that was the problem, right? I hit the goals, but I made it difficult on myself because all I was tracking was the lag measures. I wasn't tracking the lead measures. I wasn't tracking the actions that would get me to my goal. So that's the one thing I would do different. And I say to you, when you set this big, massive, exceptional, smart goal, that you really track in detail the actions you do so that you can just repeat those weeks that were exceptional. Finally, in, in, in closing, I just want to say that, look, I am literally no different than any of you. I'm not. I don't have a cape, right? I'm just, I was someone in the audience, just like yourselves and I was learning and, and, and listening and taking notes, um, I just decided to take action. You know, we have these moments, uh, I love this video, if you didn't see Tom's video entitled, uh, Why Not You? It was exceptional. Um, but really, it, it, 
it hit it on the spot. So Google it, find it on YouTube, and play it back, why not you? Because it can be you. And it doesn't have to come from some tragedy or series of depressing tragic moments like it did me. You can just decide today what that exceptional big goal is and then do what's necessary to get you there. Thank you everybody for coming. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.